Hey, it's Jonathan with Ness Realty and Sweat the Details. I'm here with Jim Duncan and Keith Davis. Today we had an internal conversation with Paigely Chancellor, our design director, and had a chance to talk to her about our design philosophy at Nest, what we're working on, uh, some of a little bit about our new branding, and some of the design challenges that we're having as we grow into new markets. In addition, we would love your feedback on Sweat the Details. If you have a response or a question, please take a voice memo on your phone and email it to sweatthedetails at nestrealty.com. Thanks. Uh, We look forward to hearing from you. And if you're so inclined, we'd love to have you post a review on our podcast. Thanks so much. Uh, Our design studio. Can I hint toward our design studio and just name it that? Okay. Um, So to keep things consistent, we have created our design studio that gives all of our locations and agents lots of templates in our branding, in our style, and in our look um, to cover a myriad of marketing pieces. And so our hope is that even though they're independent contractors and can get somebody else to design their stuff for them, we want to provide them really great designed pieces that marry well to our brand Mm -hmm. um, so they can use those. And then that way everything looks consistent. Everything um, is Nest specific. And if somebody sees a Nest marketing flyer in Jackson, Tennessee, and they also see it in Raleigh, Durham, it'll be the same across the board. So making it it easier and better and more compelling for them to use than for them to to go out and Right. I mean, we feel like the simpler we make things, the easier it'll be for agents to use and Mm -hmm. they'll just default to use our stuff rather than sourcing a designer and telling them what they want. Um, We just try to listen to what our agents need and then make templates based on that so that it can be used across the board. And I think one of the exciting things about that is the fact that it's not just it started off as print pieces like Mm -hmm. we used to have. We used to call our our uh, platform for agents printmaker and now it's sh- it's kind of shifted to, des- to design studio because there's print pieces you know mm-hmm. we can create custom listing brochures signs but now uh they can do social media templates and then coming soon is going to be video, video and send, you know, different about. instagram stories and things like that so that's mm-hmm. pretty awesome that we can a because we're, you know, we'll talk about this a lot, but we're very focused on keeping our brand cons- as consistent as possible, and 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 B, we want to make things as easy as possible for agents. So right. the fact that we've, you know, are, are crafting this and built this, and you and your design team have built this is mm-hmm. is awesome, and it's been really helpful for our, for our agents. Yeah, I think one of the best things about it is being able to keep everything in house, so then we have a better rain on our design and a better rain on all the stuff being put out. And I think that just keeps everything um, consistent across the board. And just being able to know that people are on social media more, so giving them those templates to use or those Giphys to use on their Giphy channel, that's a little bit more fun and exciting. Um, we just try to provide everything that we can to help them stay on brand. How do you How do you and your team strike the balance between, you know, we talk about real estate branding and mm-hmm. you, nobody can see me right now, but most real estate branding is like I'm, my arms are way wide and you can kind of do, you know, a lot of, a lot of things and there's mm-hmm. not a lot of brand consistency with a lot of firms, but, um, and you know, the example I give all the time is Apple, which is very narrow, but in the real estate world, working with independent contractors, we've got to get a little, we believe we need to give a little bit of flexibility to agents so they can infuse their personality, but we also want to keep things consistent. Talk to me about how you're striking that balance with Mm -hmm. agents wanting to have a little bit of, you know, their name branding and, you know, in some cases, logo branding and team branding, Mm -hmm. but want to keep things consistent also from an overall Mm -hmm. nest perspective. 
So I think part of the answer to that is the brand refresh we did um, last summer. And we added some more colors, some more brand elements, and some new fonts to try to give ourselves um, more wiggle room on all of that and to give agents and ourselves just more space to create um, and more things to do with everything. Um, but some of it, I think, striking the balance. One great thing about Nest is we have all of our different facets. So friends of Nest or franchising or um, agent facing. Each of those, I see it as different brand guides. So we'll have our overarching brand and then each of them kind of get fun elements throughout. And so that kind of keeps us on our toes, I think, and figure out different ways to incorporate our brand elements in each thing, but also make it look cohesive. Um, so one thing I tell our designers is always shoot for the moon and I may take you back a little bit to rein it in, but I'd rather you push the limits so that we can see how we can expand our brand um, and then reel it back, but always save different designs for later because maybe next year we want to evolve a little bit more and we're like, oh yeah, you did that really cool design. Let's pull that back out so we can give agents a little something more um, to work with. And so I think it's just slowly stepping in and evolving and adding more and more to it, but also keeping it within our colors, our fonts, and um, our brand. How do you articulate those threads or those channels to franchisees? I mean... I always start very basic okay. and then I slowly introduce more and more to them. Um, I think. What do you start with? The foundation. So just our brand guidelines. These are our basic colors. These are our basic fonts. These are our basic tools. And then from there, we start to slowly incorporate more fun things. Um, but I think with anything that you do, you have to learn the foundation before you can build onto it. And so once I feel comfortable that even with our designers, once I feel comfortable that they've really grasped who we are, then I can start to add in a few more things um, to add to their toolkits. And so I think that's the biggest thing is making sure that they understand where we're coming from, that we're not just being tyrants, that like, you must only use these colors. It's for a very specific reason. Um, and so that usually comes pretty fast, which is nice. And then slowly we'll start to add in the, the rest of it. So basically with, you know, we have lead brokers who have all of our tools through the design studio that our, our agents can use, but they also, many of our lead brokers also have designers within their mm -hmm. own market who do who handle the one-off stuff. How much in how much work are you doing directly with those designers, and how much influence are you? I mean, I know you're having significant influence, but how much actual day-to-day -day impact are you having with them, or mm -hmm. how does that relationship work? Um, a lot of the times. I'll be the final say. So once um, one of our account managers has talked with the designer and they've come up with something, they'll send it over to me and then I'll kind of give a final look. And a lot of the times it's close to what I want it to be um, and I can just give a few tweaks and then it's off to the races after that. Um, but most of the times, thankfully, we have a great marketing team that knows my vision and can kind of intuitively know what I would say to any given design submitted. And so they can do a lot of good back and forth before the design comes to me. And most of the times it's just small tweaks and then sending it off. Does having the team in-house like help with that culture and that, and that communication of, of brand and you know, just your thought process to help, to help that cultural aspect mm -hmm. be better conveyed? Absolutely. Um, I like to say that my best designs come from organic conversations. And that's just me talking to a team member about something 
or just even getting something in the mail here. And then we're mm -hmm. looking at him like, this would be a great thing to do for agent recruitment. And so I think if we didn't have that in-house team that we're all kind of on the same page with, it'd be a little bit harder um, right. to organically have those ideas come up. Mm -hmm. And so I think reining it all in house and just being able to like pop over to somebody's desk and be like, I just saw this design that you're doing and I had a great idea that we like keep doing what you're doing, but maybe do one with this design in it and let's just see where it goes. And right. so just being able to do that and them knowing my thought process and me knowing their thought process is very nice and easy. <laughs> what about, tell me about that agent recruitment, agent recruitment piece. Mm -hmm. What is that? So we had our printer come up with lots of different form factors um, for, I think it was our franchise booklet. And while me and Sarah, the marketing director, were looking through all these different pieces, trying to figure out what that form factor would be, we came across this really cool um, folder with little book inserts in it. And just while we were looking at it, we're like, well, I mean, this could be a really cool use case for this. And so um, as we did the franchise booklet, we came back to it and we're like, well, let's break it out into these little booklets. It'd be an easy way to have lead brokers present it to a, an agent. Um, and JK was on board with it, which is always great. <laughs> and so then it evolved into this is our agent recruitment piece. And the last booklet we've made very local so they can customize it to their different locations. They can have, there's a pocket in the back that they can put annual reports or magazines in. And so we tried to make it as useful as possible to be able to have anybody walk into an agent recruitment meeting and just be like, this is Nest. Right. It's one of the best pieces I've ever seen. Well, thank you. Um, and anybody, you know, we'll, we'll take pictures and put it on, the, on as part of the blog and part of the podcast. And um, you know, I, I think it's just phenomenal to, to have that sort of work product to deliver and say, mm -hmm. this is what we do. Kind of amazing. Yeah. And I mean, just going back to my design process for any piece is on the outside, we just look like any other brokerage. We're just, it could just be a folder. Sure. But then when you open it up, it's something very unique. There's moments within it, whether it's, each little booklet that speaks to something else or with the franchise booklet, there's like a quote waterfall that's just a fun little um, aspect within it. And so I think those speak to Nest is as you get to know us, we're very quirky, we're fun. There's different surprises that we'll, we'll throw at you. And I feel like that's what each of our print pieces speak to. Um, and I think that that's always in the back of my mind is what can look basic on the outside, but once you get it is a really cool thing. Well, I will say the other thing that's really neat about the recruiting package is because it's seven or eight individual booklets and because one of them is 100% customized to the individual mm -hmm. market, they all have the total feel of, of consistency that they belong together, and yet the individual one doesn't stand out as being kind of a, a if you had taken a 30-page document and thrown a, a four-page, <laughs> you know, fold, you know, trifold at the end of it, which a lot of people will do, mm -hmm. here's what's different about our firm. It's just, it's obvious that here's the canned piece and here's the, the individualized. And I think it just, it has this very natural flow that all feels organic to that, that mm -hmm. individual office, which is just a great piece. Why didn't you do a trifold eight and a half by 11 <laughs> trifold for that? I was a little upset. Or anything. That, that <laughs> can, can we make 2020 the year well, of the trifold? Well, I love the eight and a half by 11 trifold. I don't think it speaks to what Nest is. <laughs> we can do nine by 12. Nine by 12. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be different. Yeah. Make it That's 10, innovative. Ten percent, twenty percent bigger in twenty twenty. <laughs> as long as the <laughs> front is just the logo, and then we can move on. Well, I will say that the that the that franchise uh, kind of recruitment piece and the agent recruitment piece, uh, which is more internal names for it, are not only beautiful and informative mm -hmm. and speak to the brand, but they're working too. So that's 
I mean, it's really, awesome. when you, you know, you talk about design and marketing, you can design things that are beautiful all day long, but if they don't work, right, right, then, and then you know they're they're not successful. So I think you know mm-hmm. the great thing that you have going is that your you and your does not your design team are including feedback from other you know copywriters and you know franchise services director mm-hmm. and agent services director and and franchisees getting feedback and agents so taking all that feedback and compiling it and putting it into yeah you know, the piece that's what's you know has, has made it work on top of the fact that it's beautifully designed and it's got these nice surprises to it also yeah i think that's probably one of the biggest challenges in designing our pieces is taking all of the agent services and franchise services and location and combining it into something that's useful for everybody. Um, And so that also goes back to having the team in house as I'm able to like design something and take it over to our agent service director and be like, Hey, will this work for agents and have her give me direct feedback or take over our recruiting piece to the uh, franchise service director and be like, it did this work last year. Can you get feedback? And so just having that direct communication and then taking it and localizing it is also so helpful in um, having it all in house, but then also making it make sure it doesn't look like it was just pulled out of a catalog and people right. aren't just popping stuff in. Right. And so at least with the annual report, I've dug myself in a hole because I wanted it to be hyper localized <laughs> and then it turned into this giant beast. But I think it's really cool because it's going to be more magazine like, but it's definitely. No, they're, they're fantastic <laughs> issues. They are. And, and just looking at the ability for lead brokers to make it their own mm-hmm. as every one of the every one of the markets has a different feel to it. So it's it's pretty awesome. Tell me about one of the a, a challenge you face with having with as as we grow, mm-hmm. you know, from, you know, adding New, new locations, new states. Mm-hmm. What are some? What's one or two challenges that you that you face consistently? Mm-hmm. Photography. Okay, <laughs> I feel like that's one yeah. of our biggest pain points. Is um, and I will say, from the lead broker standpoint, just finding photographers yeah. is one of the hardest things that we do. Finding finding someone who's available, finding someone who wants to work in this medium. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a it's a tough. It's a tough little window. Yeah, I mean, I think that's been one of our biggest pain points is just photography across the board. Um, I mean, thankfully, Charlottesville, we have beautiful area photography, and a lot of our offices that have been here for a while that finally get it have beautiful area photography. Um, But a lot of these new places, they don't have those sources because I feel like we're different in a lot of brokerages where we want um, photos from very specific standpoints. Mm -hmm. Um, and because we have such beautiful photography, I feel like our marketing pieces are tenfold better than the next because we're not using stock photos. Um, and so one thing Jonathan's been gracious enough is the past two years we've been able to do in-house photography shoots to kind of build up our stock photo library, which has been awesome. Um, but I think as new locations come on, just having those awesome photography of like the areas or even some of their really cool, um, local places or just their offices. Is, but that's an opportunity too. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a massive opportunity to differentiate that new location mm-hmm. and also to, to sort of thread it together with our overall brand. Yeah, I think if I gave any new franchise um, anything that I would want, number one of all thing would just be area photography, photography of your offices, and just uh, photography of local places just so that we could pull those and plug them into anything that we need. Because it's only helping themselves because we can make all of their stuff even more localized um, by adding their photography rather than sourcing something on iStock or something. Yeah, that's clearly, uh, you know, I mean, that's, 
that's a it's a challenge that we're all facing. And you talk about the localization. You, you touched on the annual reports, and mm-hmm. we're, we've, we're just wrapping that up. Or you know, this time of year, um, can can you can you talk a little bit about the process or philosophy behind localization of how you create mm-hmm. a piece? And then how it cascades down, and how we localize it on a on a market basis, because it's yeah. it's very important. I mean, that's that's the understatement of the of the day. Very important to us to, to make sure that pieces feel look feel local to each market, whether it's Jackson, Tennessee, or Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is a big area that is hard, especially right now doing the listing presentation revamp. Um, our main goal for that is to make it as localized as we can, and so. We have good stock photography in-house that we can use, but then that doesn't really relate across the board. And so just being able to make sure that each photo um, sizing is uh, relatable, like not everything can be horizontal because not everybody has horizontal images. So like just even thinking that way is difficult and just making sure that every location can come in and plug in their own stuff and make it look like they did it in-house. Right. Um, and so it, it is a challenge. Um, most of the times we get their stuff back and we kind of have to go in and retweak and kind of reconfigure the pages, but I'd much rather do that than have them submit stuff. It not fit in the way that I templated it and then have like white space places. Shove it in a box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I feel like that's also a pain point because then it takes us more time, but I'd much rather spend the time to make it localized and make it look good then just plug it in and be like, Here, here's what you gave us because right. you only gave us two sentences of a copy. Right. So, <laughs> so, you know, I, I shifting topics a little bit. Tell tell me what your team, you and your team are working on right now. Mm-hmm. All of the things. <laughs> We're working on all of them. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Um, currently, in report, finishing that up, we are, since we did that brand refresh, we're having to redo a lot of our old stuff, which is fun, but also a big time project. Um, so currently on my plate is the listing presentation, a new folder and a new buyer's book. Um, one of our other designers is working on a new, um, welcome box. Can I speak to the welcome box? So anytime anybody is hired either in house or as a new agent, we like to send them just a little happy before they start. And so it's a cute little box. And then inside either has some swag items like a hat or a water bottle. And so, I think our old welcome box has ridden for about two or three years now. And so it's just time to update it. And we're excited because we're going to start to use some more of our fun elements into it because I think that it's a fun uh, facet of our brand. So we don't have to be as strict and rigid with it. So I've kind of challenged that designer with making it as fun as she can. Um, and then we can kind of reel it in if we need to. So just that whole suite of the box, some packing tape to maybe go on the box, um, the welcome card that goes with it. And then we're also revamping all of our templated designs. And so that's one of the other designers is working on that right now. So PJ, can I start with that welcome box and just ask yeah. you, are you, when you say we want to start with something fun, we want to do this, are you thinking, are, are you all beginning with the contents? Are you beginning with the packaging? Are you beginning mm-hmm. with look what's the what's the approach on something Mm -hmm. on a project like that um usually the packaging will come first because it kind of has to be cohesive all around and so we've developed a cool arrow pattern um that we have used and so i've challenged her to try to use that because the arrows help lead people and so we want to lead them to where to open the box or maybe the card the arrows are leading them to where to open the card and so i feel like 
just having those directional arrows help as a fun design element, but also are very useful. Mm -hmm. um, and so by doing the box first, I feel like the box is the hardest thing to design. And so then you can take those little elements used there and kind of blow them up inside. Is there going to be an opportunity to shoot confetti out of the box when you open it? I was thinking three doves will fly out okay. <laughs> whenever it is opened. What about glitter? I've heard glitter bombs are oh. the way to... They're terrible but then I feel like they hearts. wouldn't be excited to be at this <laughs> the glitter bomb exploded. They're terrible for the environment, too. Never mind. Forget the glitter bombs. But the doves could work. So Let's do You have to doves. squeeze them in, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big box. Carrier pigeon. It's yeah. a big box. What would you tell mm -hmm. someone about working here? Uh, it is literally the best place that I've ever worked. And I'm not just saying it because all of you are in there with me. <laughs> but that doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, I mean, I just think that it's a very humane place. We realize that real estate is very important, but at the end of the day, you have a family and a life outside of work, and they are number one. Mm -hmm. um, and so even just for me personally, I have three kids, and my husband's a resident, and so I'm a solo mom most of the time. And so Resident of where? Uh, UVA. Fair that, enough. He's a surgery resident at UVA. That's <laughs> <laughs> because our vernacular, we, we all know residency and, and all that. But Right. No, fair enough. Yep. Um, and so his hours are crazy, like 5 a.m. to maybe 10 p.m. at night. So I'm a solo mom. I'm at it. And so Ness kind of takes me as I am if I come in because the morning was ridiculous and I just need five minutes to myself just to be by myself. They give me that space to do that. Um, and they also give me the space to come up to Jonathan with crazy ideas like a tote bag. And <laughs> I fought that for probably a year. And People then love I, the tote bags, though. It is awesome. Or yeah. building a bird out of cardboard and having my desk littered with different versions of it um, and just saying, go with it and see what the price is. Um, so that's been awesome. I just kind of get to be myself and be in an environment where people – nurture that and support it and that's a very rare place to be i think well, we we also appreciate the fact that you took a risk on us coming to a real estate brokerage right because mm -hmm. you know the, the the i think the stigma that we have as in this industry is there's not a lot of creativity right in and it's just in, in the brokerage <laughs> world and so the fact that you took a little bit of risk on us you know yeah. that you'd come into a spot where we want creativity and we want crazy ideas mm -hmm. like like tote bags. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah. Tote bags and birds. Who would yeah. have thought? <laughs> um, well, that, that's cool. That's great. Um, the pictures of tote bags, pictures of birds. I'm taking notes for things we need to have out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Glasses. And you're going to, you're going to make your worldwide video debut on a, the gumbo cooking. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We soon. get to do fun, uh, cooking challenges. So Keith and I have challenged each other to a gumbo. Holy cook Trinity throwdown. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do it. Okay, Graham, as soon as we got him back full-time. Excited uh, to see that. We, one thing we haven't talked about that I know you spend a big chunk of your time on is Nest Magazine, mm -hmm. right? That's something that's that's evolved, I think, tremendously. We're, are we 10 issues in? Uh, yeah, 10. we're working on – we're starting to work on 11. We're working on 11. Um, so 10 issues in, you've come in and have been an integral part of four or five of those. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that the – you know, that, that you came in and really elevated – the magazine. Talk to me about the, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on mm -hmm. the magazine, the magazine process, but also, you know, when you come into a project that's established, mm -hmm. like the magazine has been with a success for us and how you look at it and say, here's what I want to do. And here's what I want to do to make it better mm -hmm. um, without completely blowing, blowing it up. Right. I love the magazine. Um, so the magazine is fun because 
I don't believe that print is dead. And the cool thing about our magazine is there's no ads in it. So really everything that's designed within it is purely just Nest Realty and our fun design and thoughts. And I feel like the magazine is one place where I kind of don't have to fit into the mold of the Nest brand guidelines. So I can actually, I like to use it as my playground for different things that we can use for Nest brand or Nest HQ. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I don't think that it was in there. It was not broken when I came into it. It was already a really cool thing. And so it was a fun challenge for me just to see how I could elevate, take it to the next level, like make it the next garden and gun kind of thing, or make it the next Magnolia magazine. And so being able to kind of be given that project freely and just say run with it was really cool because it, Jasmine does such a good job sourcing the photography, which I talked about as a big thing and just writing really cool articles that it gives my design kind of legs to run with. And so just going with her lead, um, we're able to really just collaborate and make something really fun and um, even push the limits on some dark moody color pages that I know are JK's favorite. (laughs) But it went and designed nicely. I feel like they're presented really well. And then we're also doing more in-house photo shoots for the magazine, which are really cool. So we can, um, which is also a, a challenge point because we have to think of the magazine a year ahead of time. And so thinking of all the articles that we're going to need images for, but just being able to be a part of that photo shoot and staging stuff. And then in the back of your mind, knowing like how you're going to design this article, those are all really fun because you just kind of get to run wild and let it happen. I will say purely just as the outsider watching some of these photo shoots, it is, you know, you you get in a magazine and there's a beautiful picture of a bookshelf with lovely Mm -hmm. accoutrements on it. It is insane to watch the number of days that go into shopping for those items that yeah. go into finding them, sourcing them, collecting them, and then an eight-hour period of of setting up a bookshelf for mm-hmm. a single photo that's then used. It's, you know, the the amount of detail that you guys, you know, look after is just unreal to watch, and it's it's kind of fun to, to be on the outside and see it. So yeah. I know we've tried to capture some of that through Graham's videos, and, mm-hmm. but it you, you can't quite get the the impact of it. It's it's unreal. Yeah, they're, they're long days, but they're fun. Um, and then I think the other aspect to it is we're – kind of moving toward Nest Magazine 3.0, I guess, in the fall, since we are getting so big. And one of our big things is we try to feature each location at least twice in the magazine um, each time. And so as we get bigger, it's getting a little bit harder. So we're trying to figure out that puzzle piece of what it is to make that magazine take it to the next level. And so that's been a lot of fun, just kind of talking through different ideas with Jasmine. And um, I think it's also fun to see different local businesses share our blog posts that they've been featured in the magazine or take photos of it. And they're truly excited about it. And I feel like that also challenges us to make it better every time. So we want them to be excited to be in Nest Magazine because it's a really cool piece rather than just, oh yeah, it was featured in a real estate magazine and kind of like not share it on their social media. (laughs) Well, I think it's, I think it's a great magazine that happens to be done by a real estate brokerage. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, which I think is a, a testament to again the the work that y'all do to mm-hmm. make it. You know, as as a as an agent, it makes it proud to say, "Here's a thing that we do." Yeah, you know, which is kind of cool. Well, and then on top of that, too, the other challenging piece is we allow everybody to customize everything that we do. So then, trying to think of the ways to let agents customize the magazine that don't make it look like we just plunked their stuff in. Right. And so that's also a fun challenge because. 
we want it to be something that's useful for them for clients and that they get why they're getting this magazine but then on the other hand we don't want it to look like they just like, well, you know their I, photo I, I, in. you see the mass produced things that from that look like they just sort of smacked on a mm-hmm. a sticker that says here's this not awesome magazine with a terrible sticker right and it just and it looks like a throwaway right and this is and what we have is something that you know people actually keep it's a coffee table book they yeah. deliberately keep Yep. Which is kind of nice. And, and just for our listeners, so when, when we talk about customizing our agents, uh, have the ability to uh, to spotlight their listings in the back, testimonials, mm-hmm. client testimonials. They can write a letter to um, their clients, custom letter to their clients on the inside. So, mm-hmm. um, And it's really, you know, right, we, we print 25,000 plus yeah. magazines and there's 300 different versions plus 300 plus different versions yeah. of the magazine. So it's like, I mean, I use this term a lot with our marketing team. It's like an orchestra behind the scenes to make mm-hmm. all this stuff, make all it work. So, you know, once again, kudos to you and your team. Yeah. I always make the joke that anytime we get into the weeds of all of this, I feel like a beautiful mind when he's writing all the numbers on the glass. And that's literally how I feel like just trying to make sure everything is right. And all the pieces are complete for each location their stuff looks exactly like they would have come from Lake Norman or Charlottesville. And so right. it's, it makes you cross your eyes and go a little bit crazy, but it's also a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, the magazine, I, 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 I think I've mentioned this before, but the, the, the first time we announced that we were going to do a magazine five years ago, our agents kind of looked at, looked at us with a blank stare. Like mm-hmm. what, like, why, why we do this? are you doing this? Them. We're a real estate company and then the first issue came out and then the second third fourth tenth issue came out and now Mm -hmm. it's just a part of our dna here where agents realize they appreciate it their clients appreciate it i mean the feedback that we get from it is like off the charts right you you go into we go into doctor's offices around town and Mm -hmm. hotels and people's homes and there's a magazine and or a stack of magazines uh, sitting on sitting on coffee tables it's pretty awesome to to see it was yeah. funny. I, I, sorry, I, I was in a doctor's office one time, and I saw our magazine. I texted a picture or something to 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 Jonathan and Keith, and I think Keith responded, "Whose was it?" <laughs> well, I did. I want to know immediately who was who was putting them out there and, and where the client was coming from. And unfortunately, doctors now take all of the the labels mm-hmm. off of the backs. So you don't have it. Right. But on the Nest magazine, on the front cover, it does say, "Brought to you by or or um, courtesy uh, courtesy of." And um, so we still could track down which agent's <laughs> magazine wasn't made it into Dr. Dobbs. Which is important from an agent perspective to have mm-hmm. their name out there. Yeah. You know, which is, it's, again, it's, it's something that I think we, we bring to, to make it look like the agents are doing all this stuff. Right. And I feel like, I mean, that's, like I said, one of our biggest challenges is making it look like it's coming from the agents, but not like they just copy and pasted themselves into right. it. And I always also- think about Microsoft Publisher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like it didn't come from Microsoft's publisher. That's right. our biggest. That's printed out and framed yeah. in here. Make it look like it didn't come from Microsoft publisher. Have you thought about shifting the format to a trifold for the magazine? You know, it's been thrown out there of maybe just throwing a trifold in there, but we just haven't wrapped our brains around what it would look like yet. <laughs> so maybe it's coming. too much content for a trifold. <laughs> a big trifold. Uh, yeah, really, really, really big, big trifold. Yeah, that's, like, um, that's a great idea. Can you can you check the ship the uh, mailing yeah. cost for a like a absolutely giant ten trifold? foot by ten foot probably eight and a half foot by eleven. Foot. <laughs> right. um, all right, we're gonna put you in the spot with one more question oh, here. No. All um, right. 
So, um, tell, tell me like with you and your team, what's mm-hmm. the one detail that you sweat on a regular basis? My spelling. Spelling? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In my alignment. Um, I joke with our copywriter and say that the only reason why he was hired is because my spelling is so bad. Um, and so I'm always terrified that there is a typo in there that all of us have missed, like the I and the E swap or something. Yeah, um, broker. <laughs> <laughs> Boldly was one of the ones I got wrong the most when I first started. I don't know. I'd forget an L somewhere in there. And so. Oddly and. Yeah, uh, or move, move body, and bodily. <laughs> move so bodily. Definitely, definitely spelling is my most the thing that keeps me up at night. I think, um, and just alignment of making sure everything's. I like everything perfectly aligned and squared. I kind of got that drilled into me um, at my last job, and so just hearing that voice in the back of my mind is always like, is everything lined up? Yeah. So those awesome. are That's good. Details. Well, awesome. Thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on this with yeah. us. It was great, great conversation. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks for pulling me in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for listeners, last thing I'll say is, we were sitting here figuring out what we we're going to talk about, and one of us said, "Grab Paige Lee." <laughs> what, with you being in house, we walk outside. Hey, yeah. Paige Lee, can we borrow you for you know thirty, forty five minutes? Sure. Thanks for making the time. Absolutely. Thanks, guys.